the winning zombie of network sports. And a very sad news and some very good news for you. I think we should begin with the good news. The West Indies, a big, big victory against Bangladesh. Oh, in fact, when I was watching my television on the weekend, I couldn't believe it. And that man, Kyle Mears, had a first officer in a Jamaican call, Mr. Bonner. And then towards the end, we saw Josh coming to the party. And it turned out to be a performance worthy of commendation. And from Kingston in Jamaica, right through uh, to Barbados here, Broad Street, we are celebrating their work of art. And we really want the West Indians to continue. And it was important, of course, to talk to not only Kyle Mears. In fact, only today we want to thank Cricket West Indies uh, for allowing us uh, to speak not only to Kyle Mears, uh, but, of course, we also spoke to Inkuma Bonner. Uh, we also spoke to Josh De Silva. And not only that, we were able to get, of course, uh, the family uh, of uh, Kyle Mears' uh, very young daughter. She was just seven years old. And it was really touching when she said, uh, Dad, I love you. That's all packaged for you this evening on this. And I guess we were also able to speak to his father and to speak to his brother and his sister. And we got a good show lined up for you this evening. Sad news. Ezra Mosley passed in that fatal accident on the highway. And this is very, very, very sad news. I, I know Ezra very well. In fact, he's my client. And not only that, only a, a week ago we were speaking. And Ezra would always uh, talk about West Indies cricket. And you could feel the pain. Um, like most, of course, of our legends, you know, the guys have not done well. Let's hope that this is a turning point for them. Um, wonderful man. Wonderful man. And I've got a whatsapp chat going and only a couple days ago he actually sent me uh some names of someone uh, some people to put into that whatsapp chat and he really was a, a wonderful person and we'll always talk about sweet potatoes and yams yes ezra um mosley a man that certainly would call you up and say look andrew there are potatoes at uh, hannah's or their potatoes at brighton uh, of course along with people like ezra stewart yes we are country people and we still remember our roots and we still love the idea of uh, going into those fields and picking those sweet uh, potatoes and, of course, uh, those yams. And Ezra was one who would always tell you uh, where you should go. May he rest in peace. We're going to have some tributes, of course, a little bit later on. We hope to hear from Spartan. Like I spoke to the president only uh, today, but that is going to come a little bit later on in the show. Now, Barbados up against Guyana. Well, well, well. What a performance. What a non-performance by Barbados. Ghana won the toss, decided to bat, and it seems as if the pitch certainly assisted the spinners, and the Barbados team stifled to the point where they lost and couldn't get going at all. One would think that 236 is a relatively modest score, but you've got to give Leon Johnson some credit. He's the best uh, captain in the Caribbean, very tactically astute, recognizing the importance of taking pace of the ball, bringing the spinners into operation, and the Barbados batsmen uh, could not make a run. And that's not a good start for them. In relation to the uh, that Super 50, which continues tomorrow, Barbados back in the field again. They're going to be playing against the Leewards. The Leewards losing to the Windwards in the first match. And that match was on Sunday, of course. Uh, we here are carrying the broadcast on the beat. And you can certainly just note 
to that Barbados match against the Leewards uh, tomorrow. We also want to talk to Johnny Grave. There's been a lot of talk about uh, the Sri Lankans not, not possibly coming the postponement in relation to the whole question of that test series. We also want, as I said, to uh, go and talk to some of the, the greats in relation to a tribute to Ezra Mosey. But without any further ado, just around 12 o'clock today, I had the honour of speaking to Kyle Mears, to Nkuma Bonner, and of course to Justice Silver, along with Mears' family. And quite naturally, Mears is a happy man. Thank you very much. I feel great. Um, playing my first test and actually achieving something like that. Um, it was special for me. Um, but still not as hype as everyone as yet. Probably haven't hit me as hard as everyone as yet, but Obviously, because I, I still have a job to do um, and then more and more tests to play, probably after this series, it was soaking. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that you've been getting so many calls from all around the world. Yeah, of course. Um, calls, um, messages, um, too many messages. Mm -hmm. I actually completed answering all the messages yesterday. You know, there's so many messages across all all the different social media platforms. Um, very, very thankful for all the support to us all. Yeah, a lot of support, not only in your home country, Barbados, but of course, throughout uh, the cricketing world, uh, many people are extremely elated by your performance. But of course, you would have had assistance from two uh, gentlemen who are with us this evening, a Mason and Guest, in Kuma Bono, that's a stylish Jamaican. And Kuma, how are you, my friend? I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Well, I know it may be past your bedtime, so we're not going to take up too much of your time. What does this performance mean to you? Um, I'm sure that you're extremely elated with the performance, not only of yourself, but of Kyle, and towards the end, Joshua De Silva, to see the rest of these home. What does this mean to you? Well, um, first, you know, I want to I wanna say thank you for everyone that has been supporting me over the years and, you know, being there for, for me right through. Um, um, this performance means a lot to me and, and, and to, to the team and you know to to everyone in the Caribbean, you know. Um I think this uh, this is definitely my childhood dream. Um to play for the West Indies and actually um have an impact, you know, on, on the match and you know, West Indies winning away from whom it really means a lot to us and you know, we couldn't ask some more. Indeed. And Josh the Silver. Uh, when you came to the crease, still some work to be done, Joshua. That partnership with Kyle was an important one. You must feel on top of the world, the man from the land of Calypso. How are you, Josh? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was it was a good it was good watching Kyle and Bonner do their thing for the first two sessions. Gave me a little bit of a, a break after having to keep for some time, but uh, it was good watching those two get around. And when I got my chance, it was just to, to see help see the team home and. Watch Kyle do his thing from the other end. Mm -hmm. Well, Dr. Ford is all over to you. Know you got some questions, Doc. Hi, good good afternoon to all of you. Uh, I'll start with Kyle. Kyle, uh, you've had a long cricket journey and support from many people, as, as you've mentioned. How important is it to have this opportunity to play test cricket? Uh, even though you're, you're in a squad with lots of newer people, you know, getting that first test call up. And, and knowing you would play, how did you feel at that stage? Um, it felt great, you know. Um, actually, it was the last box to take, you know, being 
selected for the T20 side late last year. And then previous um, series to this was the uh, ODA series, uh, making my debut in that. And then being given the chance to play test cricket, um, to take that final box to play all three formats, it was very special to me. You know, my family always wanted me to become a test cricketer. And that's something you dream of as a child, you know, getting a baggy cap. So it was very special. You know, it's it's in modern times, it's very glamorous to play the T20 leagues. Was uh, test cricket a priority for you? To be honest, it's not my favorite format. Um, I prefer 50 over cricket. I really love 50 over cricket. Um, not saying that. I count out test cricket, but I, I prefer 50 over. I mean, faster paced game, but I, any day cricket is cricket. So, you know, I just go there and try and give my best all the time. Uh, I, I was reading uh, some of your comments about being a bowling all-rounder more than a batting all-rounder and then maybe transitioning to paying more attention to your batting. How do you feel about the those two important aspects of your game, bowling and, and batting right now? Um, Coming up, it's been a, a long journey, you know. Um, some teams, I probably play as a batter all-rounder. Um, and some some other teams, I play as a bowler all-rounder. But coming up from young, I was always a batter all-rounder. And when I made my um, my first class debut with um, CCC, my this year, I played as a, a bowler all-rounder. So then from there, this went straight to Rainbow Islands in the same in the same role as a bowling all-rounder. And then, obviously, after the injury, not being able to bowl as much, I started to focus more on my body um, when I came back home and played for the prize. So, for me, that was the, the turning point to know. Um, being given the opportunity to bat more and bat higher for the Barbados prize um, and being able to show people that I could, I could bat also and not bowl um, was the was the turning point for me until now. Um, I still think that I have a, a, a serious role to play with the ball. Um, not coaching up bowling at all. I've been working with Raleigh Esway in the nets, you know, a few days on my bowling. But right now, obviously, batting has taken priority. Okay. Uh, and Kumo, uh, that you've had a lot of fans in in Barbados and certainly around the Caribbean. Uh, there's a gentleman who spent a lot of time on Mason and guest Pearson Bobel. He's always talked about you over the years and and called for your inclusion in the test squad. Um, at, having passed 30, did you feel that that opportunity had, had gone for you before you got the call up to be in the squads to England and had such a good season last, last year? Well, yeah, um, I mean, um, at a certain point, yes. Um, I think, you know, three years ago, um, I was at my lowest. And, um, you know, I, I can remember three years ago, I wasn't even playing for my national team. You know, and um, <clears throat> I can remember saying to my mentor that, you know, I, I'm giving up, I'm packing, packing it up. And, you know, he told me that, you know, I should persevere, I should not give up, I should keep training. And, you know, to play a test match at 32 is really a dream come true for me. Okay. Uh, so, do you want to mention some of the people that helped you to 
you know, to persevere and that made the difference for you to be successful over the last 12 months? Well, definitely. Um, You know, there is Arvel Higgins, there is Jonah Bennett, there is Nikita Miller, there is Andre Cooley, you know, my, my family, my dad, you know, I'm friends and other coaches, you know. Um, there have been a lot of people, man, who keep supporting me and all the fans that call in for me and stuff like that, you know, all the encouragement on all the social media platforms and stuff like that. So, you know, everyone has put their input and it's much appreciated by me. Well, I, we, we, we've talked a lot about the, the role you played with the bat in the second innings, uh, partnering Kyle and that, that fantastic uh, double century uh, partnership by the two debutants, but you do bowl some leg breaks. What what role do you think the leg breaks will play uh, in the rest of your career? Is it something you, you work on in the nets or is it all batting? No, it is something that I love. Um, you know, uh, when I just started out, I used to bowl pretty well. It's something that I've loved, but playing for Jamaica with Odin Brown and Nikita Miller, you know, there wasn't much opportunity to, to continue bowling. Um, but obviously, it's something I'm working on with Roddy Eswick. Um, I'm hoping that you know, I could, you know, get a few wickets with the ball. I've got my first test wicket, my first test match as well, and that felt good, you know. So I'll keep working, keep doing what I need to do to improve my bowling. In one or two of the innings, you you would have gone in not out overnight, and and you didn't really uh, last very long. The next morning, is that something that you've noticed and been working on? Uh, in the, you know, recently? Yeah, I think that's something that I've been plaguing me for the last three days. I, I knocked out 135 against Midwood Island, came the next day, got out. Um, we had a discussion as a, as a batting unit, you know, and there were a lot of suggestions. And, you know, I tried one and it actually worked, you know. So I hope it, I'm hoping to stick with that formula, you know, for the rest of my career. Okay, well. Good luck to you. Uh, Josh, uh, I'll ask Josh some questions. Uh, Josh, you just come into the team. You're the one of the younger players uh, at just uh, 22, I believe. Um, you, you look uh, assured when you're behind the stumps and at the creases. Is that your personality or is it just uh, the way you feel about your, your cricket? Well, um, obviously, I just want to go there and give my best best for the team. So whatever I, I need to do when I get a new wicket, I'm going to do it with full confidence. Um, it was quite nerve-wracking going in there to meet Kyle, but I just put on a brave face and, and try my best and um, play every ball confidently and try and do it, get the job done. Okay, you came in at a time when the game was in the balance. Uh, Kyle was going well. Um, sometimes we... We as onlookers uh, consider the roles of a batsman with one batsman being on the go and in and the other one uh, coming in. Did you have to rein yourself in to try to just be supportive of Kyle or or did you were you just doing your natural thing uh, in that innings? No, I just went out there. I wanted to, to get myself in. Um, if I needed to soak up some balls to get myself in, it was what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be solid. When I came in, we didn't really need to rush anything. Um, Kyle was doing any damage on the other end, but um, when I, as I faced a few balls, he told me that you're looking solid. Just do what you have to do, and we'll take. I asked him what's he plan, and he said, "Well, I just batted right now, and we did. We just went along. I got the singles, and he hit the boundaries, and 
uh, I took the chances when I needed to, and we ended up doing the job. Okay, so uh, West Indies haven't won a, a test away in, in Bangladesh for, for some time, or, or even away generally. Um, what was the feeling on the morning uh, of this final day of the test match uh, when you had your, your team meeting? Uh, you know, how, what would you say, thinking then, would have been the probability of having such a wonderful outcome? We just wanted to enjoy the day. Um, we wanted to get over that burden. We didn't really make it to the five days in, in New Zealand or most of the time in England or even most test matches before that. It always ends on four days. So it was a good start to get into the fifth day and then to actually go on. And we talked about what we needed to do, get that first hour out of the way, have a good first hour. When it just happened, we had a good first four hours. So it was just we stuck to our game plans and we each batsman did what they needed to do. And it worked out. Let's just go back to Kyle um, uh, and on a good point in terms of the actual game. Um, on the last day, uh, Kyle, the conditions, Messi's 110 for three. Were you surprised that there was no serious deterioration of the pitch? Um, the pitch was very deteriorated. I know. <laughs> I know I'm going to watch it, but it, it was ugly, according to Mona. Um, when it, it came ugly. to me, Chris, yeah, when it came to me, yeah, Chris, he was saying, no one should pick, pick ugly. You know, okay. it was, and I, I just played the situation, I, I, as he said, I just played the ball and, and took the picture on my mind. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I want to ask the question, when did you believe that you could actually win the game? Because, of course, at the start of the day, it's 110 for three. There were really two options as far as many people were concerned, a West Indies draw in the match or Bangladesh win. At what stage, I'm going to ask all three gentlemen this, when did you really believe you could have won this test match? Let's start with you, uh, Kyle. Um, we went in the, um, the last day with an open mind. Right. Um, we are a very positive unit, uh, I must say, uh, and the coach actually mentioned it, you know told us that the game is wide open, regardless of the situation where the opposition were on top of us for the majority of the game. We still believe that at the end of the day, we could have, win, we could have won the game. So mm -hmm. um, after the the first session, for me and Mona, um, actually surpassing the, 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 the first objective is to get to our losing the wicket, and then we mm -hmm. took it to, to lunch or losing the wicket. And then we came back out and went to the team losing the wicket. Obviously, the confidence in the dressing room and on the pitch got higher. Okay. So yes, from indeed. then, we knew that the game was well in balance and we had a chance of winning the game, especially if me and Monastir had increased for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. And of course, Bono, your first officer was doing well. Bono, as you approached that 100, you got to 86, then you were dismissed. But... Uh, I thought you batted very well, very confident indeed. What were you saying to um, to Kyle in this partnership? Well, obviously, um, we didn't say a lot, honestly. We, we encourage each other um, for most. Um, you know, encourage each other to stay in the moment, enjoy the challenges that come with ballers, you know, whatever, rolling, bouncing, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, we encourage each other to stay positive. Um, not to get into a defensive mindset at any time. I must say, I must give credit to, you know, Craig and the management team for, you know, giving that environment um, for us to play our natural games. 
you know, and regardless, you know, stick to our plans regardless of the situation. And I think really and truly, you know, we, we really did that and we had up to the conditions and the situation really, really well. Mm-hmm. And Josh, as um, Dr. Ford said, after Bonner departed, still the game in the balance. I watched the television call it very early. And I thought that knock that you played uh, along with Mears was important. And when you got up, the West Indies virtually gotten over the line. Your role was important as well, uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I just wanted to go there and support Kyle. I, when I got out there, I'm very quite talkative at the, at the crease. So I just told him whatever he's going to do, just back yes. myself. I'm, I'm going to try to stick around with you and support you. But whatever you do, just back yourself. And just started going berserk. And I was, I was happy to witness it firsthand in the middle. But I was devastated when I got out. I wanted to... To keep that Africa with a red ink at the end, but yes, yes. What, what, what happened there, Josh? The ball got between your bat and pass. You're, you're normally tight, of course, and your coach. What happened there? Tell me. How did that ball get through there, Josh? Uh, I was I was caught in two miles. and wanted to you know, lick him over his head, and then I changed my mind last minute and left a little gap. And it was a good ball, nonetheless, but shouldn't get me out. No, I'll tell you this. You know, for me, that four that you hit just over the top. The field had just come in, you were defending. I thought it was so clever batting, and it really eased the situation. A couple of balls had gone by, you weren't scoring. I thought that was a very clever shot, hit the ball over the top. I thought you batted the, the entire group. You batted with a lot of intelligence, and it was really very good to see the West Indies fall. Let me come back to you, Kyle. How do you rate the Senate's players? You played some wonderful innings. I saw you at Kenton and Noble, the match of obviously, it's against the Vinwood. Colic is down, you made 100. How do you rate the sentence? I think it's one of the best innings I ever played. Um, as I mentioned in previous interviews, it's the longest time I ever batted, first right. of all. Um, and it's the highest score for me, right. personally, in any cricket. So to achieve that in my first test, you know, it must be, for me, up top, the best the best innings I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And would you say the same thing uh, in Kuma? Yeah, I would say the same thing, man. Um, with 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 you know what up what has happened before the series, you know, and you know all the talk before the series, you know, right, like right. with the team and whatever the case may be. Um, I think it well for me motivated me a lot. You know, I don't like losing. Um, and none of us like losing. And you know, to come out and play a, a inning, you know, an impactful inning, you know, to help the team win. Trust me, it's the greatest feeling. I think it's the best innings I've played so far. And what has the reaction been like back in Jamaica? I'm sure you've been getting many calls from your friends, like my good friend Oliver Higgins, and I know you're very close uh, uh, um, to the former captain, uh, Miller. Um, I'm sure the Jamaicans are very happy with your performance. Yeah, definitely. They're very proud. They're very proud, you know, and not only Jamaicans, you know, all the supporters of West Indies cricket is really proud. To see we go there and really fight, you know, it's, it's a really proud moment for us, and I'm sure it's proud for them as well. In, indeed. Well, I tell you, you've got lots of fans in Barbados. Um, um, I, in fact, I, I first recognize your um, wonderful talent. Ian Bishop spoke about you quite a bit. In fact, Dr. Ford talked about Pearson Babel, who used to host a show with us, and he would always speak about you. You've got that Carl Hooper uh, look like about you in terms of your stroke play, and, and I really wish you well. And of course, Josh, you've come into the side, you've really settled in very well. And I think we've got three young cricketers uh, that can really uh, go through and do very well for the West Indies. Now, I want to come back to you, Kyle. What are the emotions now? From the time 
you were able to win the game for the West Seas. I didn't push away with, uh, of course, Cormac Lecrease. How did you feel um, for the next couple of days? It must be a tremendous feeling and very emotional as well, uh, Kyle. Yeah, it, it was a tremendous feeling. Obviously, as I said before, my first game, mm -hmm. I would have thought I would have scored a double. And not only scored a double, scored a double in the second innings and helped my side to, to win a test match from behind. I mean, it was an amazing performance by myself. But at the end of the day, I tried not to get, let the, um, the occasion get the best of me, you know. Um, I just tried to stay cool and calm. Um, as I said, probably after the series, it will really hit me and I will really enjoy the moment a bit more. Um, mm -hmm. Having said that, it was emotional, as you said, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it came off at lunch. Uh, much people would, would not believe, but I shed some tears at lunch. You did? Was on yeah, for sure. Because okay. for me, playing cricket um, and making my family happy and the supporters, my supporters happy, that, that drives me. So coming off at 90 odd, I just thought of, you know what, what the people back home probably saying, what my mother watching, my, my dad going to be watching, you know, my brother going to be watching. Mm. They probably slow pro probably this day, you know, and they shed a few tears um, before I went back on my back. But being at the crease and, and, and finishing the job, it wasn't the feeling I expected, to be honest. Um, I felt as though I was so locked in and winning the game that I, I wasn't really as emotional as it should have been. But at any day, as I said, hopefully after the series and everything is done and they reach back home and people come with the congratulations and stuff, probably it was sinking in. Mm. Just before I go back to Dr. Ford, perhaps is the ideal time to bring in your family because you just spoke about your mom and your, and your brothers and your sister. They're very much in line. Hello, mommy. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. All right, but talk, talk us through um, your emotions as well. Of course, uh, uh, I see you at Carlton watching your son. It's really uh, tremendous, the kind of support uh, that you would have given to him. How do you feel after this wonderful performance from your son? I am very elated. And I'm mm -hmm. very proud of him. He worked really hard to get there. Of course, he would have had some dis disappointments, but... He persevered, he, and he got to the top. He got where he wanted to be and achieved what he wanted to achieve. So I am so proud of him. Well, I thought it was important not only to speak to Kyle and to Josh, and of course to Kuba Bonner, but to bring you in as well, because that family support is so very important. I know you've got a, a daughter who's nasty Tia. Um, of course, you've got a, a, a son as well there. Ronnie, I'm sure they're very much in line. Hello, Tia, how are you? I am fine. What, what are you going to say to your brother now? You would love to hug him, kiss him now, huh? Let's, let's take a trip down to Bangladesh. Yes, I would like to. How do you feel? How do you feel about this wonderful performance? Talk to your brother. I, talk to us. I am definitely very proud of him because he definitely came a long way from his ankle injury all the way up, and it is well-deserved. Mm -hmm. and, and Ronnie, is he on, online? Is he a men's yeah, tour? Yeah. tour? Ronnie, um, um, by the way, are you a cricketer, Ronnie? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I imagine after your brother's performance, you may want to stop doing med school and go and play some cricket. How do you feel about this performance? Um, personally, um, 
lost, worried, speechless, all of the above. I'm just glad he was able to finally do what he's been capable of doing for how many years, you know? Um, I just believe it's long overdue. And it's like a dream come true, really. And I'm just glad he was able to do that, especially since, like, he's one of the, the biggest role models in my life. Um, most definitely, you know, never give up, for sure. And I can hear the emotion in your voice. I know that Kyle is very close to his family. When I told him that we were going to have the family on, he was very excited. Talk to Kyle. Talk to him and tell him up to you like <laughs> Well, I mean, we have talked already, uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, one congrats, look. It's just, it's amazing, bro. It's just the beginning, you know, making the end Dubai just so. All right, all right. Well, I think you gotta, I think you gotta get, um, get a ticket and go down to Bangladesh. So Dan Clark is on the line as well. Now, so Dan is the other cricketer in the family. He plays for Carlton, the same club that Kyle plays for. Hello, Zidane. First of all, I'm, I'm keen to know how you got that name, Zidane. Zidane is a great footballer. The child of that name to you. <laughs> 